in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Mickey! Yeah, we are. <laughs> and this is the prop shows all with to Ben and Nikki. Season two, episode two. Whoa. I know, right? It's like I'm turning 22 again. How was that? How was your 22nd? <laughs> Do we might give us an insight of what we can expect? I can't episode. remember that well. I remember that when um, my best friend turned 22, she um, asked me to make a 22nd speech. So I was like, okay, it's oh. a little short, but I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe I was there for that speech. Um, and it was one of those birthdays where it was at a bar or something like that and there was loud music playing and you're like, it's, it'll be cool, they'll dim all that music. No. Nah. Nah. So it was like... The, one of the other girls that was making an emotional speech was, like, tearing up reading it. None of us could hear it. I'm like, well, I assume this is very touching. I have no idea. And she was like, oh, that was a nice speech. It was pretty short. I was like, you told me to keep it to 20 seconds. Well, it was a succinct, very tight uh, speech. But, you know, you got to hit the key points. 20 seconds is more than enough. Only later to realise she meant a speech for her 22nd birthday. Well, but we've all made mistakes. Well, it's, you know, a 22nd speech for a 22nd. And isn't that what the prop shows was about? I don't know, is it? <laughs> correcting re- the world's mistakes. Point, I'm really not sure what the prop shows was about. <laughs> the prop shows was about correcting the world's mistakes, Ben. How so? For example, last season we proposed... We proposed a few times. We did, many times. We proposed that Ben start the Elton John Appreciation Society. I do have a follow-up on that. Do you? My sister was listening to that very episode. Yes. And then just later that day, Elton John came on the radio or something. Because Ben used to bag out Elton John mercilessly and then later in the day hear, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. So he wished to extend the olive branch to, to Elton John by creating the E-Jess. But I, anyway, that I, is just one of the many things we've done in the past as I part of the prop show. I feel we're okay. Like, I can bag him out today because I preemptively saw part of The Lion King on TV last night. Ah, there you go. So it's like I got in my Elton John pre-show. So he punished you for something you didn't do, so now you've got a chance to make fun of him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I hope that's how it works. <laughs> so what is the prop shows, all, Ben? Well, we, we propose various ideas, much like the Elton John Appreciation Society, much like different ways to burn ants. Really? Well, I don't remember that at all. We didn't do that, but I'm just <laughs> thinking out of the box here. You know, what, what things have we not yet proposed that maybe we will come up with in the future? <laughs> and one thing that I would like to propose is that you tell me the story of what happened last night at 2am lurking around in gutters or something. What are you trying to say? You sent me a weird text message. What was it? It was along the lines of, I need you to drive me to work today because <laughs> my legs snapped, crackled and popped. <laughs> I'll preemptively, now we're preempting things. My leg's fine. I'm okay. Not a few. I woke up this morning healed. 
But uh, last night I fell in a hole at work, <laughs> in a ditch. I think that's what I wrote to you, actually. In a ditch. I can only, if anyone who's played the video game Animal Crossing, yeah. is it like that way, just wandering along in the, ah, in like a middle no, of a No, it was more like a, an Amazon tribe was trying to snare me. Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. I felt like I was like Roadrunner or something. <laughs> it was really bad. I was just walking along this road yeah. and there was just like grass and leaves and sticks and then suddenly I was in a hole. Someone had set a booby trap for yeah, you. Yeah, I seriously like, got booby trapped. They laid sticks over a hole and then filled it with grass and leaves or something. That's pretty much what it was like. And then, well, I just sort of thought I'd teleported because I was like just walking around and then suddenly I was in a hole with like a broken leg. Someone was trying to catch Predator. <laughs> no, or catch a predator. Or just a predator. Yeah, exactly. That or would a gazelle, be a, even. Even that, a prey. That would be a much better show if To Catch a Predator was about the actual predator. <laughs> or it's just like Chris Hansen's outside some dude's house and it's like, all right, we think he's in here. I can hear the clicking sound. <laughs> like, he's, uh, he's murdered an entire platoon of Marines this morning. We're going to go and confront him. It's like, predator, do you admit to murdering all these people? He's like, <laughs> See, like, I would much red-faced, cheaters to be like that. Yeah, I well, think cheaters shouldn't be about cheating lover. It should be about predator. Uh, isn't it practically the same show? It's just uh, one of them is... I think one of them's actually committing crimes, though, and the other one's not really doing anything illegal. That's true. There's less pedophilia on cheaters. Oh, I hope so. All right. You are back on the Prop Shows with Ben and Vicky, where we propose things to remedy the annoyances in your life. And today's proposal is uh, listening to us for an hour. Oh, <laughs> I will accept your proposal. And um, I'd like to propose that today's theme for our songs be friendship, as I am your self-appointed best friend as of last week. Well, that was convenient that we played a song based on friendship already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't it good that I organised the playlists well before the show? Yes, that was the Dandy Warhols with We Used To Be Friends. Much more friendship song coming up. But speaking of friendship, why don't we team up and solve some friendship-based murder mysteries? Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I have been noticing lately that there's a lot of movies where they turn to their best friend to redeem the situation. So I've already... <laughs> As opposed to all those ones where it's like, hey, mysterious stranger. <laughs> or an acquaintance. <laughs> or just like someone you met once. Yeah. Like, you seem the good person to solve a mystery with. Well, not even. Just any situation. It's like, oh, I know who can help me with this. <laughs> that guy I met at that party three years ago. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if I still have his number. <laughs> Turns out I don't. Move you over. But I have someone already to avenge my death. Thank you very much, Adam Fitzgerald, my previous co-worker from four years ago. What? So you already arranged this in the event of your death. Should I die, yeah. he has been teed up to avenge my death, yes. Is this a vice versa agreement? No. Why do you get out? Like he... I just asked. He said yes. He, he... Uh, I was just bold. He felt more uh, confident that he's less likely to die than you. I guess so. I'm, I don't think it's even that. I think I just I just took the bit and ran with it, Ben. You've got to be bold when it comes to buddy cop films. All right, well, uh, does that mean that you're free to avenge my death if I need someone to do a bit of avenging uh, for me? Would we say free? Would we say free? I'm busy, busy person. Maybe Adam just didn't have much to do. You can have my TV. No, nah, I've got one. No, I'm alone. But I also have someone to go to Mordor with me. Thank you, Caitlin, who I'll be seeing this afternoon. What I don't have, Ben, is <laughs> if someone, you know, like Rosemary in Time or... Any of those buddy cop pun-based names. Yeah, basically. Mm. They always seem to have a best friend who just randomly pops up when this crime unexpectedly happens. So I'm wanting to know if there was a murder to occur in the sleepy suburb of Eltham where we grew up... Mm. Where would you turn 
for help with this murder mystery? Like, who would I go to? Yeah, who's the person that you're going to be in a pun-based relationship with to solve the crime? I'd probably have to change my name then. I don't know if... Uh... Slash? Mm. What's... You know how Rosemary and Time have their whole gardening thing as their subplot? I, I, I do not. I'm not familiar with the show. I just heard of the title. Yeah, they're actually also gardeners is their thing as well. Okay. So what would be your sort of, like, amusing subplot that you... You, mm. you know how your special ability? Like, oh, my gosh, my raking skills. I can totally, like rake these leaves to spell out the name of the murderer, There was what would you use? There was a children's show growing up called Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. <laughs> so maybe if I need to find some kind of best friend called Bill. So you're already going outside the circle. You're no, not I'm even... just going with the gardening theme. Oh, you don't have to go with the gardening theme. You think Rosemary and Time already got that market cornered? Well, since you hate gardening, I think it's going to be difficult but for you. I don't you. hate it. I'm just I'm not the enthusiast that, <laughs> that these two people with her base names appear to be. So who is it going to be, Ben? Make up your mind. What if I change my name to Kill? Bear with me on this. Okay. And then... Still found a best friend called Bill? No, I team oh. up with my friend Jack. And we can be Jack and Kill. And then our little gimmick is that I'm a loose cannon and he has to rein me in. <laughs> no way. You are not teaming up with Jack. Because Jack could just do that with the murder. He doesn't need you. What does he need you for? Well, I, I'm confused whether or not we're solving mysteries or avenging my death. No, solving mysteries. Yeah. So in the event, Jack and Kill. No, because... <laughs> I'm now called Kill. Why? The Kill is already called Kill. Someone was killed. You don't need you. Well, he, he can just do that on his own. But I'm saying top tier friends... That? You've only you've already got a subset of best friends. You're, you're just trying to get me to say you, aren't you? Yes. Okay, fine. I'll pick you to team up and solve a murder mystery. I don't believe you. You haven't gone through any series of elimination. So, well, one of the other people that we mention on the show frequently is our friend Alex. Yes. Well, I, I reckon you've got your mum, me, Alex, and your sister. Yeah, and your si butler, who's out straight away. Because he's <laughs> instantly the most suspicious. Exactly. Sorry, Jeeves. Yeah, I was going to go with Alfred, but Jeeves is also going to work. <laughs> Neither of my Alfred butlers. obviously being your valet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got quite the uh, ensemble of, of a family at home. Why, well, who, who would you choose then? If I don't know. I haven't thought about it. In my circle that you just mentioned, out of my close relatives and friends. Yes. Apart... Your dad would be fun to solve a crime with. No, he, he wouldn't have the enthusiasm to solve no, a murder. He's... Yeah, that's true. He's one of those people that knows all those random facts, though, so he could, like, that's see true. a shoe and be like, oh, this is Ignatius Rock. But... That only is in one part of Victoria. I know who did the murder. <laughs> the crime would be over in two seconds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He'd work it out from the kind of oil that was on the ground yeah, or something. Yeah, he would either... He would bring that scientific background to it, which would definitely help, but if he did get some kind of fact, like you were saying, the Ignatius Rock or whatever. Yeah. He could get hung up on that quite easily and then get sidetracked forever. So your concern, your problem with your dad is he's a red herring net. He will either solve it in a day or never solve it. <laughs> so he's out. Alex. Yeah. He was probably the one that did the crime. So I don't want to... Also world's biggest flake. Well, <laughs> I, I, there's many reasons. I think he could be good, but well, let's rule him out as well. Because uh, I remember one time... <laughs> This is such a great story. He got out of seeing a movie with you by saying he had to go to the hospital because he cut his finger off. And then you off. saw him the next day. Like, wait a minute, you grew your finger back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, I'm miraculously healed. <laughs> no, he said he cut his finger, not off. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was just wondering whether or not he would go all the way to fake a bandage. 
Yeah, and he didn't. So you don't want him. So you that's already that's least... already criminal activity. Well, if you have to go undercover, he's not doing a very good job, is no, he? No, that's true. So he's like, let's out. go as mustached men, and then he wouldn't even show up with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is the ultimate disguise. Like, yeah, why that's would right. you be mustached men without mustaches? Well, it obviously can't be him. <laughs> you don't want to have to share half a mustache with your best friend. Like I've always that's said. That's what my mum's always <laughs> said to me. It would be like we both got Hitler mustaches if we had to cut it in half. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so we're narrowing it down. To then who me else and your you sister. Say? All right, well. And I'd, your mum. Could we just, like, do rock, paper, scissors or something? No. Well, what, what's well your you... sister's extremely good at yoga, so I could see her doing, like, an Ocean's Eleven sort of, Ooh, like, Ooh, here we go. Yeah, then why do I need to just have one person team up? Why can't I get a whole crew to use their special skills? Because it's not Rosemary and Thyme et al. No, but this Ocean's Eleven murder no. mystery solving sounds good too. Sorry, you're not breaking into a casino. You're uh, solving well, a mystery in the sleepy suburb of Eltham. Give me your pitch. What's so great about your expertise that I can use? Well, I already remembered the fake moustaches. In fact, I brought them up. Um, <laughs> Another crime solved by Vicky's cunning disguise. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. I am a master of disguises. So. Um, I have at least over one idea. <laughs> You're not selling it to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I'm your best friend. Pick me. Oh, okay. It's a short and sweet pitch. I don't want to drag it out like the election. Well, on account of me hoping not to have to solve many murder mysteries yes. recently, I'll just go with it. Okay, awesome. But uh, <laughs> we'll, I'll still consider this over the rest of the show. But right now we'll go to a song. It's My Girlfriend's Shower Sucks by Goldfinger, based on a true story, I believe. <laughs> One complaint about that song. Yes? Too short. <laughs> For us to have a good chat. <laughs> no, I just feel like there's so much more discussion about why his girlfriend's shower sucks that is gone untapped. How do you know? Maybe those are the only reasons. Maybe he's just really picky. That's true. Well, <laughs> I just know from my previous girlfriends and their showers that this is a rich market of... I hate my shower. Why? <laughs> do I have a minute 20 to sing about it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it always, I don't know. It's always all over the floor and it makes the whole bathroom like the jungle. Which is fun well, sometimes, but also steamy. dangerous. Yeah, it's extremely steamy and it wets the entire floor. So it is really like being in the rainforest every time I take a shower. We went to on, um, on a holiday recently. We went to these hotels that had heated mirrors. Oh, yeah, that'd be and useful for It my was amazing bathroom. because then the shower steam doesn't... I'd settle for, say, caveman technology like a fan. <laughs> this is better because the, it means they were heated in the centre, so it fogs the outside of the mirror, but the centre is perfectly visible. That's so creepy. Yeah. It's like an iPhone app. At first of all, I thought it was the condensation or something having a weird effect, and then by day two, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so it's just like all these weird little bits of technology like that and in, in Japan, how they've got those digital water heaters that you can just set your shower temperature by by degree rather than having to just randomly adjust the See, knobs. See, this is what I'm used to. I don't know how to cope. This is the lawless land to me. I'm in the wild west of showers. Yeah, why do, I'm just saying there's a lot of good shower technology out there. Why are we not utilising it? I don't it? know. The only thing in my shower, in my bathroom, mm. to try and combat this problem is a drain in the floor. But that's that is, a good feature, though. Yeah? I don't think so. I, up there with, I feel like with the actual the shower head. was the second thing we invented after fire. 
It's like, what can we do to improve our, fire, our lives? Fire. Let's put holes in the floor to drain water. Like, surely we've come up with something since then. Well, someone was uh, setting booby traps around and it's like, well, that's the natural progression. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My whole shower is a booby trap. It's one of those <laughs> bath shower situations. Mm. So unless you're an extremely good skier, every slope in is a danger. Well, every time you step into the Yeah, because it's got these, like, icy white slopes that aim to kill you. <laughs> and it, like, rescues you suddenly because you can hang on to the taps. But it's dangerous. Do you it's a li- death trap. Do you like to put the plug in while you're having a shower? And so it's like a mini bath at the same time. No, I find that extremely gross. <laughs> That's like basting in my own juices. I'm not a turkey. But it's only up to your ankles that you're doing so. That's so gross. I'm not a poorly cooked turkey. <laughs> so I, I don't have one of those showers. I got a regular person's shower. Yeah. And when I go to unusual showers that have that feature. Have you used my shower? No, but, oh. like, again, on, on uh, holidays and so things you do. like that. You take a foot Well, back. I experimented. You are so gross. Well, That's like, disgusting. Well, I don't get this opportunity, so I might as well... Do you uh, not wash after your sweat so you can, like, enjoy the moisture of your own salt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bottle that liquid and sell it as eau de ben after. Oh, I think you say it's Gatorade. I'm like, oh... <laughs> I wish, Defamation. I wish Gatorade. <laughs> but uh, last week we started the amazing segment... Off the back of the success of Memoirs of a Geezer. <laughs> well, this was Vicky's friend's mum's favourite film. <laughs> so, yes, it turns out Memoirs of a Geezer was quite successful last episode. Well, I was amazed that Vicky had more than one uh, voice in her. Yes, it this was... is voice one, and apparently an English geezer is voice two. No, well, I meant like Ian McKellen is voice one. I guess your regular speaking voice could be... Okay, yeah, Ian McKellen. But who did I think I was at the time? I still am trying to unravel that mystery. <laughs> you need a best friend to help. Yeah, but uh, for anyone unfamiliar with Memoirs of a Geezer, I was requested by Vicky to pull a clip. I did so. Yes. I can play it. I don't know if it helped explain the segment at all. <laughs> but should we go to 30 seconds of last week's antics? <laughs> I uh, heard you might be opening some kind of old man brothel. I am. I quite like soccer, so I will have to sell sex to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Are you that woman from from that movie about ladies? Bloody... Bloody Mary. No! (laughs) I'm actually... I'm I'm Bloody Mary in disguise, I is. I didn't mention it up until now, but you've clearly seen through my cunning disguise. Okay, so you've come to steal my soul. Obviously a bastion of dramatic prowess. Well, I I can't help but feel... Why that's not on my show reel that I don't have is amazing. Well, there's still time. I know. It just seems like much like 90% of our show, without the first five minutes of preamble, nothing makes sense. (laughs) So, So yes, that was uh, last week's bizarrely successful Memoirs of a Geezer. Mm, So we thought we'd take that format and try our hands at another movie improvised today. From a misheard movie title. So a friend of mine misheard The Lives of Mothers. Which, of course, is... (laughs) <laughs> piggybacking off the very successful lives of others. <laughs> Again, neither of us have seen this film, <laughs> but uh, IMDb assures us that it is based on a detective, a German detective, which I guess is important for accents. Yes, who becomes se- obsessed with the people that he's tailing, which would be an issue with me as your best friend, I believe, Ben. What, because I'm the detective? Is this what we're going with? I, yeah, I just think that you might get obsessed. But you're not a mother. 
you're not German. So well, that's true. We who can... is, you can't unring that bell, Ben. <laughs> so uh, all right, so I'll, I'll play the German detective. All and right, you're I'll be the mother. Some mother? Are you playing my mother? Or... <laughs> Do you want me to play Tina? No, the German guy's mother. Oh, all right. Your own mother. Okay, I thought I was just a random mother. Well, this is up to you. You're the we'll character. We'll see how we go. I'm so glad I'm not doing German because I can't do a German accent. I, I can obviously do an English accent, as we all witness. No, my only <laughs> uh, experience with German accents is when I went to Europe. Asking for curry first. And I'll, I'll get into character by doing the German version of South Park. Nein, meets das ist mein Fickerse. That's not bad. Okay, okay. Right. I see where you're going with this. And uh, that was pretty much the extent of my German, so we'll see how this goes. All right. <laughs> Who who wants to kick this off? I'll be I'll be the te- detective surveilling you. I guess. All right, I'm being surveilled. It's difficult to do that on radio. <laughs> um, la la la. Go <laughs> to bed, children. Nine. What a what a night this has been surveilling those handsome, attractive German mothers. Yes, children. I said now. Oh, she's sending her children to bed once again. That is such a turn on. <laughs> No, you're not thirsty. That's a lie. Go to bed. I, I can't resist anymore. I must go speak to this lovely lady. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. <laughs> Hello. Are you that German detective para- uh, parading as a Russian man? How did you know? <laughs> My disguise, it has been fooled, as you say. You can drop the accent, or can you? <laughs> I do not know what I do anymore. This accent. <laughs> I thought you might have recognised me from stalking outside your window. I did, yes. How, how's it going? Stalking well, I see? Yes, I, uh, I fail at detective work. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> it's not the only thing you've done terribly at. But your beauty, it has driven me insane. Oh, no, terrible. How yes. so? Um, yes. <laughs> but you're very polite for a stalker. Your rugged forearms. My rugged, my touch shop lady arms. Oh, yes, they, they do me well. They're from hours of lifting meat pies. <laughs> oh, that—that that is my favorite kind of meat, and my second favorite kind of pie. Ah, good to know. Yes. So, uh, can I uh, stalk you tomorrow again, please? I don't know. I probably, if you're any good at it, hopefully I won't know about it. Okay. <laughs> and same. Wow. <laughs> so, apparently. He was a German in disguise as a Russian. The layers <laughs> that this show brings you. It's basically Inception. I don't even Ooh. know. That wasn't the lives of others at all. <laughs> yeah, well, that was Inception too. <gasps> and now it's time for more Tales from Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> that intro makes me so happy. Happy. We should just put an elephant at the end of all of our segment titles. Because I demanded that there be an elephant at the end, and I know you must have spent hours seeking out that sound effect. It was more difficult than you would expect. You think, how hard can it be to find an elephant sound? But then you listen to it, and you're like, does that sound like an elephant? <laughs> and by the time you've listened to about ten of them, they just kind of blur into one like trumpeting kind of sound. You're like, I guess that's what an elephant <laughs> sounds like, but it starts to lose all meaning. And also, even the uh, background nature sound bed that plays during that, I spent way longer looking for that. And then I'm like, wait a minute, didn't I already go through this last year when we were trying to do our sound effects episode? <laughs> and I should have just trusted our instincts because I already found the perfect jungle bed. Well, I had one as ago. my iPhone alarm that I could have supplied. Well, It's quite relaxing to wake up to, but then about 30 seconds in a lion roars, <laughs> that gets you up. That yeah, gets you up, good. my friend. But, of course, uh, this segment is about more tales from Ben's recent trip to Cambodia. So, uh, yes... 
Tales from Cambodia continues after the success of last week's segment. We still haven't made it to Cambodia. Maybe next week. But this one will be based around Singapore. So I was going to say, it's finally the episode title is... I mean, the uh, intro title is not a misnomer. As of last week, it was more Tales from Cambodia. But Mm. now it's still a lie. Yeah, we still have it. Maybe by episode four, we'll have had a tale from Cambodia (laughs) that that it won't be a lie. But yeah, before we got to Cambodia, we went to Singapore. Yes. Okay. And not having been to the city before, some exploration was needed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing that is quite obvious when you get there is this casino hotel called the Marina Bay Sands. Ah, yes, the old casino. As they (laughs) don't refer to it. But uh, I think this is like a Las Vegas thing where just because on the Las Vegas Strip there's I don't know, like 15 casinos. Yeah. You've got to differentiate yours somehow. So you can't just have... Don't have that problem in Melbourne. Not really. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, unfamiliar with the issue as Australians. Well, I wouldn't have thought it would have been much of an issue in Singapore. I don't know how many casinos there are there, but it seems like, I don't know, maybe because it's a new casino, they just want to go with this wacky, let's make a casino as strangely iconic as we can. Okay. So if you look at all the Las Vegas ones, you've got the MGM, which is like a giant pyramid with lions out front kind of thing. And then you've got the Luxor, which is a different kind of pyramid. <laughs> and then you've got the Excalibur, which is a castle. And so in uh, Just weirdly, a different kind of pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically they just ran with the pyramid theme. They, they ran out of ideas very quickly over They're there. They're like, off the back of the success of Valley of the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seemed to love that in the 20s. Yeah, so in Singapore, they're like, all right, here's our wacky casino idea. Let's put a boat atop of three buildings. What? And so, in theory, I can kind of see how this would have been a cool idea. It's a bit confusing, really. What's it doing there? How did it get there? Well, that's the whole attention-seeking aspect to it. Uh, I would just assume there was a horrible storm that I wasn't Well, that's what I guess it kind of is supposed to look like, where there was a tsunami or something and it (laughs) got swept across uh, on top of three of the tallest buildings in the city and then perfectly balanced there somehow. But, uh, yeah, as you get closer, you realise that the boat is actually curved, so it kind of, like, bends around all these three Uh, buildings. But The feeling of duped that must come from that. Well, it's not like I actually believed that someone had swept well the done, boat Well done, Singapore. You've broken the heart of a little girl. Well, I think <laughs> if that happened, someone would have been like, maybe we should, I don't know, do something about that. It seems kind of dangerous. <laughs> like, as soon as a big wind comes, that's going to crush, like, a thousand people. <laughs> yes. Singapore is well populated. This is true. There's just, like, a, a cruise ship full of people up there that are stranded. <laughs> that are just waiting for Noah's second flood or something like that to come along. So, uh... So you see this and you're like, all right, this seemed like a cool idea in premise. About maybe a quarter of the way through building it, they must have realised, what were we thinking? This is so dumb. Why? <laughs> it just looks stupid. And it's like the amount of effort that obviously went into it. I thought you meant they were just left at a quarter unfinished. No, no, no. Like they're like abandoned. Speaking of which... It's just like you can't back out once you get to that stage, I feel. Have you noticed on your toaster how it says cancel? Yeah, See, this is a quite a common toaster feature, not specifically mine. No, all toasters say cancel. I think it should say abort. <laughs> well, go on. Well, cancel implies that if I press it, I'll get bread back out. Yeah, you think it will... Not poorly toasted toast. I see. You think it will revert the toast to its previously bread form. That's right. Cancel implies that I'm getting bread back. Mm. I'm going to cancel it. But I'm not. I'm getting half-toasted toast. It should say abort or quit. <laughs> quit. Not cancel. End. Yeah, that's right. Stop. I heard recently... 
the you know the numbers on your toaster. Yes. What they stand for? What? Minutes. What? I know. Are you serious? Mind blown. <laughs> that, exactly. I don't know what to say. I am speechless. I thought that they were settings. Well, it is, but it's a logical setting. Yes, but uh, yeah, who knew? I thought they were just like random fairy settings that they just decided for you how your toast should be. Yeah, and I didn't know that like a six on my toaster corresponded to a six on your toaster. I didn't realise either. I didn't even realise it corresponded to anything. No, I thought I, there was just some toaster man that was magically setting all of the toaster settings. And I was like, well, that sounds like an amazing premise, but you know how I don't the colour board in it. Paris sets all of the colours for that year's fashion week. I thought there must have been some sort of toast board that was doing the same thing. And if there wasn't, why haven't we proposed one? <laughs> Next week's show, big toast episode. <laughs> Playlist, best of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I set the microwave to two minutes and I set my toaster on a two. Yes. And they both Here finished you go. at This is what the, the pop shows all does for you, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that was just one of those things that I don't think anyone knows. And, and we were willing to do the hard yards to test it. Yeah. We microwaved soup at the same time as toasting bread. <laughs> because it seems like if that was true, shouldn't everyone have known about that, like... As baseline knowledge. It is a well-kept secret. Apparently. But <laughs> yeah, go, get the word out, kids, because that was exactly, as Vicky said, mind-blowing revelation. <laughs> so, yeah, we go to this uh, Marina Bay Sands, and you can go up the top of this boat and just view it as, like, you can go up the Rialto. So and... if you didn't hate it enough from the ground, you can see it close up. Well, I don't have to live with it. I just want to get, like, a good view of the city. <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't spend millions of dollars building this thing, so who cares? But the thing, when you walk out onto the deck of the boat, because it's got a viewing area, Mm -hmm. I guess they want to make it more boat-like. And so they build the deck out of wood. But because it's the tallest building in the city, it feels so unsafe. (laughs) Like, you can feel the wood creaking and bending underneath your feet. And you're almost a kilometre high in the I really don't know what you want from a city, Ben. I'm just saying... Build. You don't want aesthetically pleasing and you don't want fun. I don't think it's aesthetically pleasing. Oh, so it's ugly as well. Well, it's, it just looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, the city itself is really No, I nice meant the looking. boat. Yeah, I know. But like, if you look around the general architecture of Singapore, they've yeah. got lots of crazy domes and curves. But what I'm trying to say is the streets. boat. What are you expecting from this boat? Did you want some penguins on a nearby building so it looked in place? Or like maybe a seal or a mermaid? I just want no boat. or something? Like, what, what's the boat doing? <laughs> what's the point of this boat? But it's like, if, you, if you're walking out on it. Just say there's... It's allowing you to imagine what the world would be like should we invent skyships. Well, I can effectively imagine and it's terrifying. And it did well and it made us decide actually planes are the way and we've done a good job. So well done Singapore on showing us all that skyships would have been terrible. Thank you Wright Brothers for the plane. That's what you should be saying Ben. I'll be saying that next week. Thank you Wright Brothers for planes. (laughs) Yeah I've got more thank you Wright Brothers coming up when we actually get to Cambodia. (laughs) But one other observation of Singapore I did want to uh, make was Mm. I went to one of the uh, restrooms there and they've got those sensors on the urinals to, I guess, gauge when you're finished. Ugh, what kind of sense is this? It's, it's like an automatic flush thing. How does it know? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the freaky thing because it's basically a red eye on the wall. And so it looks very much like Hal from 2001 Space <laughs> I don't know how there's not more horror movies about this. I was freaked out. I don't think I could go if a red eye was peering at me. It was a little unsettling. <laughs> I half expected it to when I'm... would have been freaky if it blinked. 
Oh, I would have, I would have shot myself and then I'd be like, like damn, I'm in the wrong place. I would have half expected it to be like, thank you, Ben. And afterwards, I was like, how did you know? But uh, yeah, Singapore, crazy times there. We uh, will now take you out with some creation, BFF, in brackets, best friend. You don't get enough songs these days with the brackets. No, I like a good bracket. But it's also, it's very 80s that way, but the song's called BFF. But if the you song were to is write a song. Best friend, you would assume there would be best friend forever. Who knows what that other F stands for? If I was to write a song, what would the, in brackets be? No, I think yours would be mm. Singapore, Sky Boats, <laughs> Thank You Right Brothers. <laughs> There'd be like... Your band would be called Singapore. Brackets. Oh, okay. I yes. thought you meant like brackets and then like comma or oh, something. Oh, and then or like, like further brackets, yeah, a, another, square brackets inside brackets. Yeah, then maybe a dash, like <laughs> the Ben song or something like that. <laughs> hey, you want to be my best friend? I'm always looking for new friends. Creation there with BFF brackets, best friend brackets, a song by Creation. I'm really Dash. glad, Dash. <laughs> song two. I'm so glad that you're here because I read that as Creation. I would never have got the, like, girl pun name. Pun. Nah. Is she Japanese? No, but I did see a YouTube video of her spending a lot of time in Harajuku. So, <laughs> so you know, you might be on the right track there. Why? What makes you think that it's Japanese? It's just a very Japanese song, I uh, think. Oh, a bit yeah. of bubblegum poppy, yeah. I know, right? A bit of pom-pom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I hear you've been quite the speed freak recently. Well, I have a proposal to make, Ben, oh, to the world. About time, I think. I think so, 45 too. 45 minutes into the show. <laughs> that we actually propose something. Probably. I propose that... People should not be allowed to drive home after go-karting. Okay, motion passed. Really? Wow, okay, good. That was easy. I didn't even have to offer a rationale. Well, I just want to hear your proposal of how we do get home instead. Walk? <laughs> wow. Uh, let's backtrack on Public this. Public transport? Um... I thought you had this all planned out. <laughs> no, it wasn't like allow us to go-kart home, which would be so fun. Oh, that was, there's where the action is. Let's just all Mario kart all the way home. Why don't we have normal cars in little arenas and then go-kart everywhere? Or Dodgem car everywhere. <laughs> How much more fun would the commute be? Dodgem car would be fun, but the problem is you'd have to arrange that metallic mesh. I feel it would solve... About six feet off the ground around the whole city. There'd be no congestion problems, though. People would just bust their way through. I feel it might cause more congestion problems because no. every time you get to an intersection, no one would stop for anyone. Whoever's toughest gets to work on time. I feel like So I... if you're late, you can't say traffic. You can say, I'm a weak yeah, person. Yeah, I'm just a baby. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, aggressive drivers pushed me to the, to the ditch again. I had to, had to lift my car out of the gutter six times. Or I would just go in a hovercraft and blow everyone's minds. Well, if you Imagine, did, you could probably world, do that nowadays. As you? the old saying goes, mm. in a world of dodgem carts, the hovercraft is master. <laughs> Why dodgem cars, though? Couldn't it just be regular cars as well? No, because those get quite badly damaged when you have accidents. But if you're so driving... So your suggestion, your proposal is let's have mm. normal cars on the road. And mix in <laughs> a few hovercrafts. <laughs> like, if you're driving a hovercraft, you can still obey traffic laws. But you'll just but be floating a few feet. But why would you? Because you're a <laughs> you're a king amongst men. You'd have no reason to. <laughs> Speaking of obeying laws, do you know what I reckon police should do? Yeah, a lot of things. But like, probably obey those laws. <laughs> also good. Not yeah. what I was going to say. I think they. You know how the fire service sends you text messages like about a fire coming. Oh, uh, yeah. I think if the police just sent me random text messages saying like we saw that or like. <laughs> 
Well, I just like not about anything specific. No. But just to keep you on your toes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we saw that. Or, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> or, or if I was like, you know, put your phone down if I was in the car. Well, it's like whenever you are driving, or like, at least from, I find this, if you're driving and a police car pulls up behind you or next to you, I'm always like, Play it cool, Ben. <laughs> like, I wasn't doing anything remotely illegal. I was keeping to the speed limit. I wasn't chatting my phone, whatever. But then, like, I instantly think back to, like, the last week of activity. Like, what could I have done yeah. that they might have seen me do and look suspicious? So it's like, did I jaywalk that one time? I don't think so. But there wasn't any cars coming. Like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like they're going to flash my lights and I'll be busted for, for something that I totally... Uh, See, I think, yeah, you know, just innocuous. sending random text messages would freak people out. They'd be like, oh, my God. They must have seen me, like, take well, that illegal right turn. Well, the other option is in Singapore, they've got massive fines for all the all the little things that you can do. So it's like if you litter, I think that's like $5,000 fine or something. Oh, wow. And that city is the cleanest I've ever seen. <laughs> so it seems to work. Because everyone who litters died because they couldn't afford food. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> They're basically, like, um, used biology to breed out litterers. Well, the... Uh, Interesting thing I saw was there was a T-shirt and it was like a foreigner's thing at one of the souvenir stores where they've just got about nine different fines that you can get. So it's like no speeding in public, no smoking, no littering, blah, blah, blah. One of them that I was surprised that people needed to point out was no molesting. <laughs> I'm like, would you put that in the same category? I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, that's right. Don't let our also don't molest people. Yeah, it's more. It's like they could have just kept going, like no murders, no rapes, <laughs> no stabbings, no, you know, whatever. Do you know what I read in the paper, speaking of stabbings? <laughs> it said the police are treating this stabbing as suspicious. Well, as opposed to... Uh, <laughs> Innocuous stabbings. Yeah. Like, nah, this is a run-of-the-mill stabbing. Let's, yeah, that's right. Let's move on, kids. Yeah, this is one of those stabbings that just happens. <laughs> you know, you know those ones. But at what point would you say, Ben, that a car becomes undrivable? Probably without the wheels. Okay, so you're going with extremely literal. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? Because my car currently only has one headlight and you can't open the driver's side window and it doesn't have the interior of the driver's side door. So I feel like I'm pushing it there and no parking lights. <laughs> so can you see at night? Yeah, we've got one headlight. Is it on the driver's side or the other side? I think passenger side. I would, I would say that you're probably on the verge of undrivable, at least at night. So you'd say there or Well, it's verge? like I can see what's on the left of me. I kind no, of want to see what's... I can kind of still see. Yeah, in like haze or something though. So you're saying, am I still there? Am I still right to be on the roads or you think... So what is it? You've got one headlight, you can't open the window. Yeah, so I've got one headlight, I can't open the driver's side window and the interior of the driver's side doesn't have a door. A door? So it's just metal. There's no Oh, okay, but it's like there is a physical door on the outside. Yes, yes, it does enclose you still. Yeah, Yeah, I say if you lose any door, that's probably a good enough reason to get off the road. (laughs) Uh, I've had it before where I wasn't able to open my driver's side door. Yes. And so that was always awkward. I had that as well. I had to get in through the boot. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had it also where I could only unlock the car from the passenger side door. And so it kind of looked to everyone that I just went to the wrong side of the car by accident. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. just me again. And so I'd be, I'd be with a friend and I'd do it and they'd probably be like, what an idiot, but I wouldn't bother explaining it. But by the second or time... Or you just looked really polite. Or maybe I just came from America or something. Oh, and fair like, enough. Everyone's on the other side of the road. 
Well, I think while we consider this, we should go to Groove Armada's My Friend and then we'll come back with What Did We Learn Today? I, I didn't learn anything about dodging cars. What, what was this uh, go-karting thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. The way we started off this segment. <laughs> Basically, you just can't be trusted to drive home safely after you've been driving like that. Because you've been aggressively driving for, like, the last half an Well, hour. I was seeing cars in front of me. I was like, I have to get around them. And, like, no, you don't. Plus, dodging cars, I mean, go-karts use both feet. Yeah. Well, that's that's my big issue with this because I've been go-karting and because you use the right foot for accelerate, left foot for brake. Yeah. You try to do that when you're in your big car by... Uh, just big car, as you call it. Yeah, as as us go karties have referred to normal cars. Uh, but yeah, once you get in your regular car to drive home, you try and slam on the brakes with your left foot. Yeah, and there's nothing and there. And there's just floor. And in my well, in my car, I've got a little ledge. Which is extremely dangerous when you're trying to chase down the other cars. Yeah, so you can you can rest your foot on this little ledge, so it feels like a brake, but you can like slam into it and it does nothing. So it's it's very aggressive for like the drive home. So yeah, I think you're onto something. That's what I'm saying. Either make the roads full of hovercrafts and dodging cars, or make people walk home from go karts. It's your decision. Maybe world. here's the the cure for this. The uh, here's the what, what's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. Here's what how we deal with this. Oh, okay. The solution. The solution. <laughs> no, the car cure. <laughs> Once you finished driving a go kart, yes. You have to, do another couple of laps in your regular car. Okay. Oh, they are right. That makes sense. Or, or you have car. to, <laughs> as we also call them, or you have to drive extremely politely in your go-kart and let people in. The winner is the person who drives the safest on the last two laps. Well, I can't wait to go to Vicky's <laughs> go-karting arena. What have we learned today, Ben? I feel like we've learned so much, Vicky. So much that the best way to recap is with some thinking music. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. I learned that out of uh, all of your friend's mum's favourite films, the one about the German detective who is secretly Russian is definitely up there. <laughs> I learned that you would choose to solve a murder mystery with me despite the fact your sister is a yoga master and would be much more useful. And that my dad would be very distracted <laughs> by scientific discoveries on the way to solving that mystery. I learned that... Um, we are all much safer travelling on planes than in skyboats. And that it's not the best uh, way to feel comfortable in the bathroom when you've got robots watching you pee. <laughs> I also learned that um, there's definitely not enough hovercrafts on the road in Melbourne. And that <laughs> when you get 6,000 people driving bumper cars, it gets quite aggressive. <laughs> And that's us come to the end of another show. You can catch us again next week in the same time slot or you can catch the podcast at insaneramblings.net. Or you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash propshowsall. Yeah, feel free to send us emails, ben at insaneramblings.net. Vicky at insaneramblings.net. And, uh, yeah, tell all your friends, listen again next week at 1pm on uh, Sunday on Sin. And thanks, everybody, for listening. This is going to play out with some incubus, friends and lovers.